0: A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, the Israelites came to the desert of Sinai and pitched camp. While Israel was encamped here in front of the mountain, Moses went up the mountain to God. Then the Lord called to him and said, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, Tell the Israelites, You have seen for yourselves how I treated the Egyptians and how I bore you up on eagles' wings and brought you here to myself. Therefore, if you hearken to my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my special possession, dearer to me than all other people, though all the earth is mine. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests a holy nation. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, Christ, while we were still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person. Though perhaps for a good person, one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we are now justified by His blood, will we be saved through Him from the wrath? Indeed, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, how much more, once reconciled, will we be saved by His life? Not only that, But we also boast of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The word of the Lord.
1: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Elpheus, and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these 12 after instructing them thus, do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go, rather, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Drive out demons. Without cost, you have received. Without cost, you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: God's word for us today, we have the Lord revealing his love for us. In each of the readings, another way of presenting how our God loves us. In the first reading in the Old Testament, the Lord says to his people, if you keep my covenant, you'll be a people more precious to me than all other nations, all other peoples. The Lord choosing us to be his own people. And then we have, of course, in the second reading, St. Paul saying how God proves his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The Father sent his Son to again reveal the Father's love, laying down his life for us in sacrificial love. And then in the Gospel, Jesus reveals that heart of a shepherd, where it says he saw his people who looked abandoned and uh, troubled, like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus' heart moved with pity and sending again his apostles to continue his healing ministry. He sends the 12 to bring curing the the ill, raising the dead, caring for his people again. And in a beautiful way then, he sends us really as part of his church to reveal the Father's love, to reveal Jesus' love in the power of the Holy Spirit so the Lord is revealing his love for us so we can receive it, be renewed in it, but also be able to share it with others. In a special way, as we're honoring fathers today, was thinking about how a father, a human father, can reflect our heavenly father's love. How they can be an instrument of revelation too. I was reading some studies on fatherhood Remarkable way that, again, men have an impact more than they might think in their families. Here's some of the results from several studies. First, it said children who spend more time with their fathers are smarter. If a higher IQ, they spent more time with their fathers. One of the best predictors of a child's linguistic skills is the father's vocabulary. More advanced vocabulary brings better communication skills later in childhood. Another study said an involved father makes a child more curious. The child feels more safe playing in a way with dad. The children who play with their father have better social skills, and a supportive father makes a daughter more responsible. A supportive father makes the daughter more responsible. And children with a father present are healthier, especially the uh, care for the mother during pregnancy. If dad is involved, he's caring, she'll get more prenatal care usually. Where children with absent fathers often face many negative consequences, neglect or abuse, physical or sexual abuse, They're four times more likely to live in poverty. 71% of high school dropouts are from a home without a father. 85% of youth in prison are from a home without a father present. And a child's closeness to the father is a better predictor of happiness. So again, the importance, the impact of a father, powerful ways that you men as fathers and dads can reveal the Father's love, faithfulness, and encouragement. There's a study also about the effect of a father his going to church or not, how that plays out in children. It said that if a father does not go to church, even though the wife does, only one child in 50 will become a regular worshiper. But if a father does go regularly to church, regardless of what the mother does, between two-thirds and three-quarters of the children will attend church as adults. So, Father, practicing the faith is a powerful impact, again, an encouragement for our children to follow that Father's example. And, of course, this along with a mother's all many different gifts, the healing power of the Lord in families and homes. And, again, think of our culture how wounded it is, how much a need of father's and mother's love, how much that stability can make a difference. So the Lord wants to remind us of that and help us again be instruments in revealing his love. The older that I get, the more grateful I am for my own father and the gifts he shared with me and my brothers. How my dad was one of those in what we call the greatest generation he was a uh, Navy pilot in World War II. And most of his life, he worked as a rural mail, ma- uh, rural mail carrier. And uh, interesting, my dad, a gentleman, and uh, very much showed me that work ethic of those of that generation. But dad was one that his own father had died in his 50s. So once my dad was in his 60s, He began to say every now and then, well, probably won't be around that much longer. He would say that. And uh, one time, we had heard it a lot of times, and I asked him one time, Dad, what do you want to put on your epitaph? And I kind of quieted him down for a few moments. And then I said, how about return to sender? (laughs) He lived to be 83. The Lord wants to, again, help us grow as men to be good witnesses of a Father's love. We priests, in our Institute for Priestly Formation, we teach about spiritual fatherhood, how we're called to to reflect the Father's love, his fidelity, his grace, his mercy. And so as we celebrate the Eucharist, we're receiving our Father's love through Jesus who gives his life to us in the Eucharist. He's empowering us again to be uh, sure and safe and secure in our Father's love. And then he's sending us forth today like he sent the apostles to be images, and reflections of the Father's love. Let's receive what the Father is giving us. Let's go forth again, empowered to be witnesses of our Father's love.